You are listening to episode 28. This episode is brought to you by my new course, How to Dominate LinkedIn with Your Personal Brand. Do you feel like when you're on the LinkedIn platform, you're not really sure how to actually navigate it? Does it feel clunky or confusing? And do you have all these connections, but you're not sure how to really leverage those connections and how to really show up virtually in presenting your personal brand? Well, that is what this course is about. Because since September, I've gone from 1,500 connections to about 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. Not only that, I've gotten clients through my content and people have actually reached out to me to speak for virtual speaking engagements. So if this is something that you would really like to capitalize on and take advantage of and learn about, then this course is definitely for you. And you can learn about it more in my show notes and I will have the link to the waitlist just for you. And now on with the show. I met Melissa Rolfs through a podcast community called Spot a Guest. And what I love about this episode is that we talk about the depth of holistic health. Melissa takes it beyond just physical training and really brings it to a self-awareness of why we do what we do and why it's important that we change our habits in order to better take care of ourselves and set ourselves up for a better and brighter future. I know you will love this episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast. And today I have a little bit of a different guest uh, in terms of she is an entrepreneur, but she really deals with the health space. And her name's Melissa Rolfs. So I'm so excited to have her here because, of course, to be a great entrepreneur, you have to take care of yourself holistically. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today and hear the wisdom that you have to share with our audience. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) And yeah, please let our audience know, um, what was the process that got you to the place where you are today in this type of coaching? I believe you you said it's like holistic health coaching. You can correct me. um, But what brought you to that place um, in terms of this is your passion, this is what you want to do? Yeah, it was hitting rock bottom, to be honest with you. We... um had a newborn son and a two-year-old daughter, and I was just diagnosed with PTSD. And our daughter had undiagnosed food allergies and was on the autism spectrum, which we also didn't know. And then we had this newborn baby who was not sleeping and life Mm. was kind of a hot mess. Um, And I think it started because my diagnosis 
happened around the same time that my daughter's food allergies got diagnosed. And so this connection between food and behavior, food and sleep, food and mood was kind of in the forefront of my mind. And then with my diagnosis, um, pursued a naturopath in a more holistic way of healing. And we did a lot of supplementation, a lot of vitamins, and that made such a difference for me that I then started to change how I ate because I realized her food intolerances came from somewhere. And by changing the way that I ate and figuring out what foods worked for me, improved my mood, I lost weight, my sleep was better, like I was a new person. So I'm like, I have got to tell people about this because you change what you eat and your stress and just make these small changes in your life, it can have a profound impact, like more energy, weight loss, more present with your family, less brain fog. And every entrepreneur wants that, right? Like we want to fully show up. So <laughs> that's how I got here. <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, that's really cool that you took um, circumstances that would be quite overwhelming to anyone and thought, okay, what can I actually do in this situation to like improve the situation? So um, when did you start this business and was there a lot of information available to you then when you started in terms of um, what is good to eat and like that whole process? So I feel like we have so much information, like we actually have information overload. And I think it creates confusion for people because we live in this world of one size fits all. And we think that, oh, well, my neighbor did this plan and lost weight and it'll work for me. But we're all different and we're uniquely made. So it's really navigating with people to help them learn how to listen to their bodies and what works for them. Because there's over a hundred dietary theories. That was one thing I learned in my training was there theories that's really helping people figure out what works best for them and their unique body type. So tons of information, almost too much. <laughs> right. Okay. And so, yeah, you said you had your training and that kind of helped you understand like how complex it really is. Did it also help you sift through the information? Because like you said, there's just so much available out there. Absolutely. And I think it made me too, like, look for credible, reliable sources. I think before this, I was just like, oh, this person had success, I'll sign up and they can help me with my business. But then when you go through training and certification, you realize, you know what? I probably want and need somebody who has an experience that's similar to mine and that's been where I've been and has the training to help me get from here to here as well. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so speaking of education, how many courses did it kind of take you then to get to a place where you felt like you're getting the information that you need and that you had the foundation necessary to kind of launch um, into this? That's a good question because I think we can do all of the trainings and all the coursework, but until we believe it in ourselves and we know that we can help people, I think we're going to continue to do course after course and have that imposter syndrome. Because I know for me, I got my certification in health coaching and then life coaching. And then I was like, oh, I need to get certified in children's nutrition. So I did another certification there. And then it was almost like this rabbit trail of what else do I need? And I think it was because I didn't believe that I could really help people. And I was looking for more credibility and more education because I didn't feel like my message was enough or I wasn't enough or whatever that imposter syndrome is that we struggle with. What was the scariest moment then 
in launching your business when you realize, okay, you know what? I'm gathering all this information. I can't just, you know, I, like paralysis of analysis. <laughs> I can't just live in this space. Like I really genuinely want to help people. So I guess what was the scariest, yeah, scariest moment in trying to do that when you realize, okay, this is it. I'm taking the plunge. I think the scariest moment was when you put yourself out there and you still have that attachment to the outcome, right? Like we put ourselves out to the world with a desire and a heart to serve and to help and empower people. And I think it's easy to have an attachment to our self-worth or what we believe about ourselves as entrepreneurs with the results of how the launch goes. And so I think being able to acknowledge, you know what, I am me. This is my gift. This is my calling. This doesn't change regardless of the outcome of this launch. So I think mm. that's the scary part is when we start to weave our identity and our worth in the outcome that we can't control. <laughs> so true. Uh, you kind of take everything personally when it's your business, your baby, and then you're just <laughs> throwing it out to the world and you're like, how, how are people receiving this information that I'm so passionate about? <laughs> Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so once you had done that and you started finding those clients, I guess, what do you feel was your biggest obstacle then in finding those clients and trying to communicate to them the importance of what you were bringing to them? I think it's tricky because with coaching, like, I feel like there, I can, I know in my heart and my soul what I can do for somebody if I coach them. Like, I know what I can do, but I think to articulate that can be mm -hmm. tricky because it's not always this concrete thing. And in marketing, they're like, you need to produce a concrete outcome. Well, mm. I don't know that helping a mom in stress and overwhelm and figure out what foods work for her, like, I don't know how to, like, make that a concrete outcome. So I think all of the mixed messages in the business world can kind of cloud, you know, the perception. And I think that's, that's tricky. At least for me, I struggle with that. That's a really good point you made. And so I guess a question I normally ask is what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? But I also want to add to that. What are some of the things you find that work with being like a health and food coach? Because that is like being an entrepreneur, but it's also kind of like a therapeutic side of things. And what do you find with the entrepreneur side? What do you find that works together and like doesn't seem to overlap at all? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to become an entrepreneur because I've got a family and I wanted to be able to work a business that I could help and serve other people on my family schedule. Um, yeah. Because I feel like even though they're in school, like we have lots of half days and spring breaks and that's a lot of time off work. So for a mom, like it just kind of made sense to me. That's why I did it. And then also, how do you deal with the complexities of like both sides of the coin? So you have that health coach, food coach side and the entrepreneur side. How do you make both of those worlds work together? Because you're talking about how the outcomes or yeah, the value outcomes are actually a little different than the stereotypical entrepreneur like success outcomes. It's always a work in progress because I keep saying, I went to school to become a coach. Like I can coach really well. And then mm. being the entrepreneur, you do have that level of complexity. You do have the marketing and the sales and the whole business side. And they're very, yeah. very different skill sets. And so I think it's always being in 
curiosity mode and not judging mm. yourself and really having an approach and the desire to learn. Um, and having a coach myself has been super helpful to have somebody who's been where I've been, you know, navigating the way. Um, but I think it's, it's just acknowledging that we are in a constant state of growth and looking back mm. on how you've come, because it's really easy yeah. to beat yourself up and be like, oh my gosh, I thought I should be here. And you know what? Don't do that. But look, you know what? I was here two months ago. Look at what I've learned in two months. That's amazing. Imagine where I'll be two months mm. from now. I think it's mindset is a lot of it. Yeah. And I can already uh, feel like so much of your positivity <laughs> just through the interview. So I could see how that would be something that adds value to what you offer. And so I wanted to get your perspective too, because um, like you said, you're not just a coach, you're a health uh, and holistic and food coach as well. So what is your perspective on kind of like the food industry right now, like the organic food industry and some of like the trending diets. I know I see keto everywhere, even on LinkedIn. Um, there's this guy who constantly posts videos about keto. What is your perception of um, all of that? You hit my hot button. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's very frustrating because I think, again, we think one size fits all, what works for one works for all. And we're totally like putting ourselves into a box. We're not taking into account our lifestyle. We're not taking into account things like sustainability. We're not taking into account, will this fit into my hectic life? And then if I do this and I get a result, do I have to keep doing it forever to see the result? Or what happens when I am keto and I had in carbs? Like, I think we look at it in such a short term perspective that we lose the long game. But I think health and wellness yeah. and life and food is such a long game that we yeah. are too blindsided. <laughs> So you feel like a lot of these trends are just kind of showing this short-term vision to people and therefore would you compare it to kind of like making like a new year's resolution and then something totally. it's easy to fall off track I guess. Totally because if I look just from the time I was a child we had the low fat fat free fad then we had Atkins then we had South Beach now we have keto and intermittent fasting and it's like why why can't we just eat real food like why can't we work learn <laughs> to listen to our bodies eat when we're hungry honor our hunger and fullness like but I think yeah. there's more to it I think because we're you know mm -hmm. physiological people we're psychological people we're emotional people we eat beyond just nourishing ourselves and I think that's where it gets wonky because if you are an emotional eater and you're doing keto you're totally missing the issue you might lose uh, weight but if you're eating out of emotion that doesn't solve that right. problem. So just to kind of break down like the difference then, because you've, you've pointed out a very like interesting perspective from other coaches I've seen um, in the space. So what would be, I guess, your, your suggested perception on how people should have a relationship with food? Like, I don't know if you might mind giving like a highlight of kind of like the process you would go through with someone if they were to, um, meet up with you and go, okay, I want to have like a healthy lifestyle. What does that look like food wise and health wise? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that because it is a relationship with food. Like just like we relate to food, we relate to our family, relate to our friends, we relate to coworkers, like it's all relationship and it's all. <laughs> um, and so I think it's really figuring out 
how to listen to your body. Just like in relationship with people, you learn to communicate, you learn how to read body language, you learn how to read what they're saying verbally, non-verbally. It's the same way with your body. You need to listen to and honor your hunger and fullness. And you need yeah, to learn yeah. what foods work for you, what foods don't work for you. Just like people, you know which people are toxic. It's the same way with foods, but we haven't been taught to listen to that. So yours is more of like, yeah, this holistic approach of how are we approaching our food? How are we relating to it as opposed to like a one-time stint or diet here or there? Totally, totally. Because it's, there's so much more to it, right? Like if people have digestion struggles, it usually conveys having trouble digesting something in their lives. So I have clients too, if they're struggling with digestion, I'm like, okay, what's going on in your life? Like, what are you having trouble digesting that's impacting your body? Because we're all connected. It's so intertwined, but we, I think, want to compartmentalize and we don't want to look at the whole thing as an integrated piece. So what is your perspective then? Because, um, for example, I spend a lot of time on social media on LinkedIn versus other platforms but when I am occasionally on Instagram I will say I can be almost overwhelmed by the amount of fitness and health gurus that are on there so um, in some ways I want to ask do you feel like it's a bit oversaturated or that it's good that so many people are suddenly interested in this space and uh, what do you feel that what are you hoping to offer the industry from your perspective, that would be different from what's normally, I guess, publicized out there. Do I think it's saturated? Yes and no. I mean, I think that there are so many multi-level marketing companies that promote health and wellness too. Um, I feel like that can get a little bit cloudy because um, again, it's giving people the weight loss and the plan and the way to eat but not really finding out the why behind the why and why they have the relationship with food that they do. So mm -hmm. I feel like the surface level, if that's fair to say, the surface level fitness, health, weight loss is overwhelming. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think that people who really do like the deep inner work, like the mindset work and the habit change work, like I do, I think that there are not enough of us to help everybody. Oh. So we could absolutely benefit from having a ton of people, but I really hope to offer hope, help, and healing because that's what we need. Like it's those, those hurts and those parts of us that we don't know how to handle or to navigate that sometimes make us turn towards food or wine or whatever that is. And that's a habit change that needs <laughs> to take place. And that's really what I help people with is changing their habits in relation to food or whatever it may be. What was some of the early stages of you starting this um, brand and um, business that you now have in terms of um, letting people know this is what you do and finding those clients? Uh, what was some of the initiatives you took to develop that? Well, I thought that I had to have a perfect website, but if you don't have people to go to your website, it kind of doesn't serve a purpose. I'm not saying you don't yeah. need a website, but you have to know how to drive traffic to it too. So, um, but that was my first step was I needed a real website and business cards. And I felt like I hid behind the screen trying to craft, you know, this image of, I have this perfect website and these cards. And I was missing going out and talking with people and connecting and sharing my story on social media and doing workshops and talks and really getting out and building relationships and sharing my story. Cause I think that's, that's where it starts is people have to know 
that you're there to go to your website. <laughs> right. So in outreach and actually showing up, that's where you found that things really began to take off for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, everybody wants the laptop lifestyle. We all want to have this <laughs> business that we can just sit behind a screen and, and some people can and some people do. But for, I think yeah. what I do, that no like, and trust factor is so important that people have to know, like, my story and that I'm credible and that I can help them. And I don't think that just can is conveyed as well through a post on social media. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely always a challenge. Um, Cause yeah, you want that, but obviously that's um, yeah, it's irreplaceable to have those like face-to-face -face contacts. And it's actually awesome when, if they are following you and then they meet you and then they're able to see like there is like cohesiveness with, the person they're seeing online. So I think that's awesome too. Because you um, have to walk the walk and talk the talk. I mean, especially yeah. for me, like I would be really disappointed if I hired a health coach and I saw them and they were like eating all of these things that they were like, <laughs> oh, I don't think those are the best for you. Like that would feel like a hypocrite, you know? I just yeah, I think yeah. it's important to lead by example. What are a few, let's say like three things so far that have happened that you're super proud of and excited about in relation to um, launching this company? Well, we moved across the country about 14 months ago, and that was kind of an interesting thing to look back upon because I'm like, oh my gosh, we moved across the country 14 months ago, started our lives over in a warmer, sunnier area, which is great. And in that time, I've built relationship. I've done like three talks in 14 months locally, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. I've built my, my clientele. I've started to get, you know, a really good referral base. So I feel like things are happening. And I think, again, that's where we need to pause and reevaluate. Like, look where I was and look what's happened. Because I think it's easy to get fixed on, I'm not where I want to be. And we just sit in that. But if we can pause and look back, it's like, oh my gosh, in, you know, 14 months, these things have happened. And that's, that's pretty exciting. And today, with what you have to offer the world, uh, what do you value the most as an entrepreneur? Authenticity. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the first time I've gotten that answer, but that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. And, and why? You could elaborate if you like. Because I think we've all been misled by people that we have trusted and we've invested time and money in and we haven't gotten what they promised. And then we feel let down and frustrated and it can really jade you. And I think for me, it's made me more sensitive to what am I offering my clients? How am I helping them? And am I really giving them what they're, they're investing in me for? That's super important to me because if not, then something needs to be fixed. <laughs> thank you so much, Melissa. And thank you for taking the time to really break down um, what you do and even your perspective on this industry. Because like I said, there's so many trends and I'm sure my listeners are just kind of curious, like, how all these coaches actually think. So thank you for allowing me to really ask you some of those questions. And are there any kind of um, launches or upcoming events or things that you would like my audience to know about? Yeah, my happy home is free to be the number two, the letter B and then coaching.com. And I've got lots of free goodies on there. I talk about how to kick sugar, morning routines, um, just different things that might be helpful to your audience. They're welcome to go there and grab my, my free goodies. And yeah, I, I, my next launch will be in April. So that's kind of what I'm looking for right now. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for sharing uh, so much great information. And uh, 
you know, teaching us to think long-term when it comes to our health. I really appreciate your time on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate your time and hosting me. You're an awesome hostess. So thank you so much. (laughs) 